Hi, how are you? This is Gospel of Kennison, uh, episode 137, brought to you the week of September 28th, 2020. Um, my name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Uh, special thanks to our patrons who make this show possible, especially Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and also Chris Tipton, who's been a patron for 41 months. And uh, that means he's been a patron for like three point two five seven nine years and that's crazy so thank you guys for your support i want to tell you right now that this is going to be a weird episode because i've been meaning to record it for a while but i'm kind of glad i did not because um therapy has been a beast and at first it was fun and then it's not fun anymore. And if I had recorded the fun episode, it would have been weird coming back and then recording the not fun episode. So I'm glad I just skipped over that part and we get to hear the unfun part. All right. Um, so what what is therapy so far? I, I don't know what I said in the last episode. So if I repeat myself, you'll just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's bonus content for you. That's, that's what it is, but, uh, I'm going to therapy and it's this nice lady and she's a Christian lady. So it's Christian therapy and, um, she's got me doing stuff. Uh, I, I believe I did talk about some of this, but she's got me taking walks. She's got me drinking water. Um, she's got me listening to affirmations um and stuff like that I, I don't know if you know what an affirmation is but it's just a audio track where a guy tells you things about yourself and that's what we're working on the most right now is what james thinks about himself because i'm going to give you guys a secret that you probably didn't know and and you probably did actually but here it is that james does not like himself very much James actually hates himself, and I have for most of my life. I I know, I know I talk a big game. I know I'm always going on about how awesome I am, but in reality, it's all to cover up um, the fact that I can't stand myself. Um, and, and some of you, I just know you, and you're thinking, how can this guy hate himself? Because you think I'm awesome, and I don't understand why. Um, but I, I do, and it's a big deal, and it's come up in therapy. And so she's got me listening to these affirmations that say uh, what I am according to Jesus. And she gave me a book to read, and the book was even a video. And I'm going to tell you the story of the book. Um, the book is by Max Licato, and it's called You Are Special, I think. And you can look it up on YouTube. But it's a story about a world of people who are wooden, and they are created in different patterns and shapes and sizes by a wood carver. Um, and... What these wooden people do all day 
is they walk around with these little boxes full of stickers and they run around and they stick stickers on each other. And they have a box of star stickers and they have a box of dot stickers. And some people get lots of star stickers because they are awesome and they do special things. They can jump really high or their paint is really pretty or they're shaped perfectly or they can do awesome singing and, and skits and dances and play instruments that make them uh, special to others. And so they'll get a lot of star stickers. But then there are people who have cracked and peeling paint um, or they can't do things that are special and they'll get dots instead of stars. And that's what these people do all day is they just walk around and they apply stars to people who make them happy and dots to people that don't, you know, just don't float the boat, so to speak. And then enters our hero, a little guy named Punchinello. It's a weird, weird name. That's why I remember it so well. Punchinello is a guy who tries to do cool things, but always ends up with dots. He tries to do a good jump. He falls down, cracks his paint. He gets dots. And then he tries to explain what happened, but he says it all wrong and kind of messes it up. And so he gets more dots. And pretty soon, Punchinello does not even want to hang out in normal crowds. He only wants to hang out with other people with lots of dots so he can fit in. And he's given up. But one day, he runs into this special wooden person, the lady in the book. She doesn't have any stars or dots at all. And... It's not like people don't try to give her stars and dots because some of them come up to her and they think it's great um, that she doesn't have any dots. And so they try to put a star on her, but the star just falls off. doesn't stick. And other people think it's terrible that she doesn't have any stars. So they try to put dots on her and those don't stick. Punchinello is absolutely enthralled by this concept. Why... Don't they stick? And she says, well, you have to go and you have to talk to the, to the wood, wood carver, the guy that made us all. I spend time with him every day and he'll tell you how the, to get rid of the stickers. And so that's when the cheesy part of the story begins because <laughs> it's you know, the wood carver is God. Spoiler alert. So Punchinello goes into the wood shop the next day and it's a big oversized wood shop with a big glowing dude. And he, he knows Punchinello's name. Hey, Punchinello, you know me. And he's, he picks him up and takes a look at him and, and basically just tells Punchinello that all of those wooden people down there have no business passing out stars and dots that they're all just wooden people that he created and he never gave him permission to do that and doesn't think it's a very good plan and it doesn't matter about your dots because you're special and Punchinello's like why what is that he says because I made you you're mine and you're special to me and I get to say so 
So it's a good story because Punchinello gets down from the workbench and he starts to leave. And and the God character makes sure to tell him, look, the stickers only stick when you believe in them. Once you, once you quit believing and caring, they fall off. They only stick because you, you care. And uh, as Punchinello is leaving the shop, he says, uh, oh, oh the, God, the God character says something to the effect of, you know, I love you and, and I care about you and you're special. And Punchinello says, I think he's right. And then a dot falls off. And that's how the story ends. It's a good story, okay? There's no doubt that it's a good story. It's a little cheesy, you know, because the whole God is the creator workman dude. Maybe you don't care about Christian cheese, but I call it Christian cheese. Um, but the whole stickers and dots and stars thing's pretty good. And it kind of applies, but in, in my version of the story, I would be the one handing out the stars and the dots, and I would be handing them out to myself, not to others. In order for it to make sense for me, it would be me giving myself a lot of dots for failing, for coming up short, for not doing what I'm supposed to do. And she gave me this story and she made me read it or listen to it every single day for a week. And the reason why I bring all this stuff up is because it's the easy part of what she told me to do. It was easy to listen to the affirmations about what God says I am. Um, Cause that's what affirmations are. It's just, I am a overcomer. And then there's scriptures that back that up. I am loved by God. And then there's scriptures that back that up. Uh, the Christian versions, there are, there are also affirmation stuff like that on YouTube um, for secular people. And, and, and she's, she's invited me to, to even listen to some of those. And, uh, uh, it's, it's about how to love yourself and, um, you know, how to see beauty in yourself and, and all that. And I really struggle because as I was talking to her, I told her how much of a loser I am. I don't have a job. I, 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 I used to be all that. Um, and, and, and that's one of the affirmations, by the way, is that I am not my past one of the things that he says and that one eats my lunch because i'm like dang straight i'm not my past because in my past i was a pastor in my past i was successful in my past i was reaching people in my past i was doing good things for others in my past i was i had a purpose i had a calling i i made money i brought in financial security in the past i was a better father and a better husband in the past Things were different and I wasn't a loser. And she says, when I tell her all this, she says, so you don't think you're enough. Like darn straight. I'm not enough. She says, well, you need to change that. You need to start saying I'm enough. And immediately this gut wrenching emotion came up in me. And it wasn't pleasurable. It was hurtful. It was like somebody reached down my throat, grabbed a rock and started trying to pull it up through my throat and scraping it and just 
jamming it all the way up through into my throat. Because obviously there's something down there in my soul that is deep and dark and crusty and crunchy and horrible. And it doesn't belong there. I'll be the first to admit it. And it's this idea that I'm not enough. That's what she said. She said, you don't believe you're enough. And I said, darn straight, I'm not. She says, well, you need to change that. You need to start saying that you're enough. And I said, ma'am, I said, she said, what emotion are you feeling right now? And I said, I, I can't even explain it. I said, because I thought you were going to give me a list of things to do like you did last week. You know, you had me looking in light and looking at light and taking walks and drinking water and listening to affirmations. I thought there would be a list of things that I could do to help me to become a better person so that I can believe in myself again. I said, and it's so hard to explain what emotion it was, but part of it was just extreme disbelief. I don't know. It would be like standing on the sidewalk, seeing a a person you love standing in the street, and then suddenly they're hit by a bus. The first thought that would come to your head would be, I don't believe what I just saw. I can't believe what I just experienced. I won't believe that. I mean, it would be a microsecond because you would immediately shift into some sort of panic or, or distress that feeling lasted and has lasted that feeling of not believing what I've heard. And she said, well, you've got to start changing what you believe about yourself. And I said, ma'am, I know you're the therapist and, and I know that what you're saying is has got to be true because you have a different perspective than I do. And that's why, that's why I'm here is because you have a different perspective and you can see things from the outside and I'm seeing things from the inside. I said, but I want to tell you right now that I don't believe that at all. And I said, I'm going to struggle with it and I will, I promise you, I will, I will try to believe it, but it's, it's not going to come easy. And she said something to the effect of, well, you've got to, of course, you're not going to believe it, but you've got to say it. And, and, and your mind, she said, your mind is, is like, um, she called it neuroplasticity. Said your mind is capable of changing and creating new pathways of thought in your mind. It's a physical scientific thing, not a freaky new agey thing Um, because you're constantly learning and you're constantly uh, changing the way you think and the way you uh, look at life and all that. And your brain is constantly developing. Um, And there are channels in your brain that have been told that you suck and you're horrible. And you, you, if you don't produce anything, then you're, you know, a waste of flesh. And so, these affirmations and the changing the way you think and saying them, them in your mind or saying them out loud. I prefer to say them in my head because, you know, talking out loud to yourself makes you 
feel like an idiot. Uh, but she says saying these things literally creates new pathways of thought in your brain that will combat the negative pathways. So that's the way it was explained to me. And that kind of makes sense in a scientific level, you know, that if you, if you create these pathways, then your mind will take them occasionally instead of just taking the bad th pathways. That, that, that makes sense. It, it does. Um, so that's why I've been listening to the affirmations and all that. Um, but I don't believe them. And I don't believe that I'm worth anything. And I definitely 100% do not believe that I'm enough right now. And this time, I can't even podcast on a regular basis. I can't even do my audio journal on a regular basis. I physically can't perform enough to even do the simplest and most fun thing in my life. How can I ever be enough? Well, I talked about it with my wife. We went out to dinner and I tried to explain to her how I'm not enough and why I believe that. And she spent a lot of time, bless her heart, doing what any good wife would do. She spent a lot of time trying to convince me that I am enough. And I finally re I realized I was getting a little angry. I, not angry. I was, I was just getting riled up a little bit because I realized I didn't want her to try to talk me out of it. I just wanted to be understood. And to her credit, once I shared that with her, she did understand because I told her if I say I'm enough, then all of the struggles that I've been through and all the pain that I've processed and all the hills that I've tried to climb and the target that I've aspired for, which is to be the old me. If I admit that I'm enough, if I believe that, it's like I'm I'm settling. It's like I'm I'm planting a flag on the way up a mountain that I've been trying to climb for years and years, and I'm saying this is the new top. This is the new target. This is the new location. And it's not true. It's just because I say it's okay and that, that I'm enough doesn't make it true. Because, I don't know, I, my, my life is a living example of what failure looks like. And I'm, I'm not enough. I'm literally not enough. I'm not enough of a father. I'm not enough of a, of a spouse. I'm not enough of a, of a minister. I'm not enough of a podcaster. I'm not enough of an artist. I'm not enough of anything. Well, I struggled with this and I struggle with it still. And I kind of hope that talking about it on this podcast will help 
opened some doors in my head. Because I'm not just talking to you guys, I'm talking to myself at the same time. But here's a breakthrough that I had the other day. And it was because of the show, of all things. I remembered when I was talking about depression. Because I've been, I've been really struggling with this not enough thing. Like why is it so hard for me to just accept something different and, and, and try to start healing and trusting this lady, you know, and, and, and just doing it. But I was talking on the podcast one time about depression and how it is the perfect disease because it takes everything that is wonderful about you and everything that one that was wonderful in your life and it turns it into something horrible. It takes your loved ones and makes them into dependence. Like they depend on you and you feel like you're letting them down all the time. It takes your hobbies and it makes it impossible for you to do them so that they fill you with shame and regret instead of fulfillment. It takes your children and your spouse and your relationships and again, makes them these, these uh, unmet needs that you can't fulfill. And then I remembered what I said next. And that is that, that, that depression is a liar. And it lies to you. And the only thing you can do in the midst of all of the crap that's going on in your brain when you're depressed. Is I don't care what they say. You can't talk yourself out of it. You can't, you know, I am your way out of it. You know, you, you can't positively think your way out of a real bout with dark, deep evil depression you can't because you don't have the fighting the this the energy to even fight it it just is your reality but one thing that i could do when i was in it and once i was in the middle of it is i could decide simply to not believe it it was a logical thing that i could do and what and that's what saved my life by the way because I never wanted to commit suicide, but I definitely had wished that I'd never been born so many times and wished that I could just fade away thinking that other people would be better off without me that would be happier if I wasn't there. And that's the same thing. It's the same thought process. But I had decided, especially in that regard, in that line of thinking that I simply was not ever going to go there because that's what my father did. He killed himself, killed himself because of depression and bipolarism. And I was never going to do that. Never. And so I'd never, I'd made up my mind never to listen. And I realized that the reason I had been struggling so much with this, you're, 
not enough or you are enough thing is because I'd forgotten that even though the worst of my depression has been over for a while, the core of it is still there because depression tells you that you're a loser. Depression tells you that you're not enough. Depression tells you that you can't function, that you are not worth living. You're not anything. And I assumed, I guess that I was getting better because I was not curled up in my bed in the fetal position, groaning in pain and agony. But in reality, I had still, I was holding tight to the core beliefs that depression instilled in me, the lie. And that's what I've come to so far. This is how I've, how close I've come to accepting something different in my head is that I know depression is a liar. And so it can't be true. That I'm not enough. Because depression says I'm not. It can't be true that I'm not a good father. Because depression says I'm not. can't be true that I suck as a human being because depression says I do. So I don't know what to believe. But I can't believe those things anymore. Because depression says that it's true. And I know depression is a liar. So I don't know if I'm ready to admit that I'm enough. It still feels like I'm planting my flag short of the finish line. And self-love is definitely still in the distance. But I've come to something, at least, in this journey. Is that at least I know what not to believe. I don't know what to believe because secretly I, I still I still believe the, the bullcrap but at least I know it's bullcrap I know it's a lie but the truth seems so impossible y'all unfathomable because I'm telling you I, I don't match up I don't make it I don't any day of the week I can tell you that if I do anything of value it is still just penance it is just it's the tiniest thing 
that I'll accomplish and it just makes my wife's day, but I know it's because I suck so bad that it matters so much. So, I feel sorry for my therapist, seriously. <laughs> feel sorry for her because she doesn't know the can of worms that she unleashed when she tried to convince me that I'm enough. So, yeah, if you can't guess, that's the first time I faced that and said it out loud. I mean, I told my wife the gist of it, of, that I had had a break, breakthrough and that I understood that depression was a liar, but I hadn't processed it at all and what it meant. It is still my core values, I can tell, like, because the feelings come from my heart. Like, in my heart is where those ideas come from. So it is, it's something that's not going to change just because I realize it. Just because I identified depression as a liar doesn't mean that I suddenly am all better. but I can at least identify it as a lie. And at least I can, I can start to work to try to separate myself from it, you know, and try to stop thinking that way. God, I wonder how many people out there you believe a lie about yourself. I think it's pretty much every one of us. And it feels so true that you would never question it. And that's what I'm going through. That's what I'm describing right now is it seems so true. I have so much proof that it's true. The only proof that I have that it's fake is that I know depression is a liar. It hates me and it wants to kill me and it wants me to kill myself. See, people tried to tell me to go to God and find out what he says about me. But to be brutally honest, it's kind of like, I don't know, asking your parent what you what they think of you. You know, am I pretty, Dad? Of course he's going to say yes. Am I special, Mom? Is this drawing good? Of course they're going to put it on the fridge and pat you on the head. And it's, it's a terrible thing to say, but God's love is granted, you know, you, you're, it's so reliable that you know it's there and it's easy to just take it for granted. And I guess that's going to be something else I'm going to have to work on spiritually. 
but but I think the the way there had to go through through depre- my depression. And it worries me that that's what's in my heart. That not it's not the truth, and it's yet it's there. And uh, I guess that's what I'm going to take to the next therapy class. So um, I guess after tonight, when I listen to my affirmations, I'm going to have to try to start applying them. Not just rolling my eyes. But actually believe some of them are trying to replace or put them in the right place. Because to be honest, the way it's gone is it's like the affirmations were throwing like I was playing catch with somebody and they're lobbing me a ball. And instead of having a catcher's mitt, I had a shield. And it would just bounce right off of me. Nothing stuck because I didn't believe it because that works for other people that have their crap together. That applies to good people who are capable of producing and being good folks. But maybe now, maybe now I can, I can let some of it stick, see what happens. I, at least I know what to do. I've got to gut myself and I've got to replace all that, all those lies with the truth. And the thing is, I know the truth. I know the truth biblically. I know what God says about me. I, I get the carpenter, you know, Punchinello story. I get the point. I know what God would say about me. I know enough as an artist that you don't go around dissing other people's work. So calling myself a loser is dissing God's work and calling him a fraud and a bad artist. Because I don't know about you, but I do believe God makes every person. And I know that's problematic because some people... Are, are born in they don't have legs and stuff but I still believe that every person is made special and unique and I believe that every person is a genius in some way and I believe every person has superpowers whether or not they ever use them or find them is one of those things but I believe that for other folks, but I got to start believing it for me. (sighs) Well, I don't right now. I'm not enough. I'm not. But maybe it's okay. Maybe I'm okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tying two things together that shouldn't be tied together. I'm 
tying my value as a person to my value as a producer or a performer. or a breadwinner, there are some areas in my life where I fall very short. I'm not capable of holding a job because I can't always function consistently. And only a fool would say that that's enough. Well, see, that's what I believe right now, anyway. but maybe it's okay that I'm screwed up. Maybe it's okay that I'm broken and maybe me accepting that instead of holding myself to this insane standard of what I used to be. But see, even that is hard because it means I have to accept this as the new okay. And it's not okay. Do you, do you guys at least understand that? Part of it, because if I'm you, I'm I'm hearing this guy talk, and and you're wanting to reach through the podcast app or whatever, reach through the phone, and you're wanting to say, no, this is not right. You're not thinking correctly. Here's what you are. Here's how you should feel. But on the other hand. He's got a good point. He's not doing very much. He's not producing very much. See, I don't know if I can separate who I am as a person from what I do as a person. I'm, I'm a man. And every, every time uh, anybody talks about men, the first thing that is asked, even when you sit down at the barber chair. So what do you do? What do you do? It's always such an awkward question for me because I don't do anything. So I tell them I work with kids because that's what I used to do. Or I tell them that I work from home because when I do work, it is from home. Or I tell them, that I stay at home with the kids, even though my kids are grown. It's always awkward. It's never normal. And I can't out and out lie and just say, oh, I'm a investment banker or I'm a screen printer or I'm a, once I tried the podcaster thing, I thought, hey, I am a legitimate podcaster. I can say that, but that came off weird too. It's not fair because people don't, understand what podcasts are half the time and the other half the time they probably think it's just a hobby and um and it, it's pretty pitiful to call yourself a podcaster if you're not making a full-time wage doing it so yeah that one didn't work either but that's what men are is what we're defined by what we do and we define ourselves by what we do Hi, I'm James. I am a loser. So, I don't know. This has been a pretty weird entry. 
but I appreciate you listening. And I always appreciate your feedback and your emails. You're my, you're my 300. It's actually close to like 350 now. You guys are, are gaining it, it. And actually after a month or so, it's actually closer to 400, but it, you, you 300 and 20 something that, that, that download it. The minute it comes out are the real <laughs> heroes. You're my real heroes. Uh, but this, this podcast is definitely the one that I get the most feedback on the most emails on people telling me their stories, saying how much it means to them. And I, I can't fathom how any of this does anything for anybody. Just a guy getting up and, and airing his dirty laundry, basically. But I'm glad it does. Um, my email is james at nlcast.com if you would like to reach out. Um, I also have a patron. Patron, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash G-O-K if you'd like to support this uh broadcast in a financial way i think it's like five bucks a month you can go up from there if you want you know but i wouldn't i wouldn't (laughs) it's not it's not worth more than five bucks um but thank you for listening i'm gonna wrap it up um things are better as far as my mood goes um, my energy levels are, are pretty low. Um, I haven't kept up with journaling. I don't know if I even mentioned that I was supposed to start journaling. I was supposed to start writing down every day, all the things I did and I made it, um, I made it a few days. Let me see. September 10th. Yeah, September 10th, 2020 to September 17th. So I, I'm behind a few days. Haven't haven't done it like I'm supposed to. But what was really sad for me is when I found my journal, the last time I'd written in it was, I don't know, because it says 827. And I read through it. And uh, it's pretty much could have been the entry that I uh, that I would have written the, the day I found the journal. Feeling crappy today. Good enough to be good to the kids. Good enough to cook hot dogs for James. But not good enough for podcasting. Stupid comedy podcast. That's the way I always think about it. It's like, why did a depressed guy has a comedy podcast? It's, it's just ridiculous, but... I haven't done my comic this week, and then uh, that's that's a reminder that I used to do a comic every week. I don't do that anymore. I took my pills at 9 yesterday and fell asleep at like 12 or 1 a.m. Uh, I cried when I realized how unmotivated I am. When I'm down, I blame myself. 
like it's lack of self-control, but when I'm up, everything happens naturally. I just do what I do. And when I'm down, I'm not myself. It's not, this is not who, that is not who I am. I am constantly motivated to be better. Never happy because I'm not where I should be. See, here I am. How many years later talking about the same freaking thing? Well, that tells me one thing, if nothing else, that I need to deal with it. I once had a job and I struggled with it. Now I have nothing and I struggle with that. So, yeah, it's t it's definitely time to deal with the the issue. The lies that depression has told me. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week. God bless you. And if you're a prayer kind of person, pray for me. If you're a friendly, happy thoughts person, send those to me too. And um, email me if you like. And we'll see you next time right here on uh, the GOK. God bless.